On this episode of DC On Screen, Jason and I, we have seen the Aquaman. We'll do spoiler free for the first few minutes, and we'll give you a good warning before we jump into uh, what all happened in this film right after this. You think of Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. But this is a story not of the universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 520. Sure. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This my co-host, Jason Goss. Hi. We've seen Aquaman. Yes. All right, so let's get into some spoiler-free stuff. Um, it's pretty damn good, wasn't it? Yep, yep. Two gills up. Two gills up. Out of how many gills? Is it just... No, we were saying we said we're not, we're not going to rank them anymore. No, we're, 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 gonna gonna rank, we're not trying to give it like a number value here. Just... Uh, those, those upset people. It's one happy fish. <laughs> That's all. I thought it was really good. I, um, As I've stated on this show before, the less chase the magical MacGuffin around the entire movie kind of a film is not my thing. And I, It I, wasn't I here. It. I get it. It's not a particularly rewarding trope. It's not. But this was a fun movie. I, I do feel like also this, um, even if that's not the kind of thing that you enjoy... It did still do that, but even when they found the MacGuffin, th- there was some reward there. Mm-hmm. Like the the climax is, uh, I, I, I'm gonna go with fucking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And uh, pretty phenomenal to watch. Most most of the things in this movie are are gorgeous. Yeah. I I will say this, um, and it, it, what's up? This cracked me up. Like given how long we've been reviewing these movies, mm-hmm. and uh, the the change in how they were filmed. Uh, Going from like Man of Steel to now, uh-huh. this movie was so bright, so vibrant that I could <laughs> see where they had cleaned the actual screen we were watching it being like projected. <laughs> like, yep. I could see that they should have used a slightly more alcohol in their solution when they were scrubbing this thing. Right, I noticed that too. Maybe I think we just go to a bad theater. <laughs> it's getting that way. I don't know. <laughs> Um, the maintenance is good. Yeah. Which, you know, Matt and I went to see Creed 2 in, uh, in, at the AMC, and it had recliners, and they bring food to you and stuff. And Yeah, you've been a bit spult. Yeah, yeah. I, like, they might have, I they might the have Regal, turned you a bit. I liked the Regal, and then we went. me and Matt went to that AMC, and I came back to the Regal for Aquaman, and I was like, it's like watching, movie, it's like watching a movie in prison. Yeah. <laughs> And yet we still pass almost every day the, the like, $5 ahead theater where we first watch mm-hmm. Avengers now. Uh-huh. I'll never go back there because of what we dealt with when we saw the Avengers. Y'all. Okay. It was rough. Been waiting for this for years. We go to see the Avengers. All they damn heads are cut off. Yeah. And you like can the hear in the air conditioner the off. entire time. Mm-hmm. They had no air conditioning. They had these giant fans, these giant industrial-sized box fans. At either entrance, just going. Oh my gosh! Yeah. It was a hard time. It was a it was a bad day. It was a bad anyway. day. It was bad enough that like we went to go see it again two days later <laughs> to catch all the dialogue we didn't catch before. That's true. 
and I finally understood the reference. But this uh, uh, this theater has not. It hasn't gotten that bad. It's it's not that bad at all. It's just that no. the, it, the the film looks so damn good that like I get why so you're gonna watch it in IMAX. I I, mm-hmm. I get it, and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure they clean that screen better. <laughs> yeah, I do want to go see the IMAX because apparently James Wan says ninety percent of this thing was shot in IMAX, and I'm just like, are you kidding me? I've, yes, it was please. so gorgeous here. I'm like, I really, I just need to see that. Yeah, yeah. So. I, you know, I've seen some reviews. I'm sure you have too, mm-hmm. dear listener, complaining about an octopus playing drums. We don't have any actual confirmation that it was a live octopus. <laughs> it could have been a mechanical. They're very technologically advanced. There's nothing that tells me they couldn't just put a mechanical octopus to play those drums. It could have been. It could have been. There's also a, uh, there's a, a food that people serve where you, uh, you basically pour salt on an octopus after it's already dead. And it will activate uh-huh. its neurons in a way that it, it appears mm-hmm. to be moving. And, and well, I say appears. Mm-hmm. It, it is definitely as it's moving. It's creepy as hell. Yeah. So they could have like you know put like some sort of like took a, taken a dead octopus, preserved it, yeah, and put some sort of chip or something in their head. Sure. To make them play drums perfectly. Also, a drum playing octopus. I don't give a damn. Yeah. I'm fine. This is not a deal breaker for me. <laughs> I- um. I've it seen is a few reviews far saying, from the craziest thing we've seen in our genre of, of things we cover and talk about, you know? No, no. People are riding sea dragons and fighting, yes. you know. Ichthyosaurs uh, and shit. Like, it, it, it's... <laughs> this is not the craziest thing that happens. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you've seen any of the trailers, an octopus playing a few drums really shouldn't, you know, be a red flag for you in any capacity. I, if if that's the point where you walked out of the theater, I I don't know how to have. I'm open to it, but I don't know how to have that conversation. I really don't know right. what we're going to talk about. Um, I saw a couple of reviews talking about how there was no chemistry between the leads. Bullshit. There was plenty. God, they they were. <laughs> Every person there deserved to be there. Yeah. Uh, you know, one negative thing I will I will agree with. Uh, someone said that, uh, Willem Dafoe was wasted and he was a bit. (laughs) Okay. Anytime the film is not centered around Willem Dafoe, you've wasted Uh it. (laughs) If he's a supporting character (laughs) at all in any capacity, Uh you didn't use him correctly. That's just that he's, he's that good. That's why. So, that's absolutely the case. I get why that's a critique, but I I uh-huh. felt very rewarded by every time I saw him. I, like his character's progression was fantastic. I, the things he uh, got, got to see in in his character seen, were fantastic. Absolutely, I've seen a few people say you know things like Yahya Abdul Mateen wasn't used enough. Well, you know what? He wasn't supposed to be. He was a secondary fiddle man. He he was he's coming. Like they're setting him up. Like. We all know this. We all read the press. It's not even spoiler field. He's being set up. They've been setting no. it up so that he could be around. By the way, great job. Really he did a enjoyed phenomenal what he job. Did. did a phenomenal job. Yeah. And his dad. Um, yeah, I agree. There is talk of wonky CGI. I'm not sure I agree with that. I'm not sure I disagree with that either. This is an incredibly hard thing for them to do. Like, no one's ever done anything like this. And quite honestly... Some of this underwater stuff, like, it didn't look, I mean, it was gorgeous. It didn't necessarily look what I would consider to be, like, real. But, to be fair, when I have seen pictures of shit that is under underwater, it don't look real to me. Yeah. 
It's like rough. some of those fish with lights and stuff on their heads and Suppose hell, even jellyfish. Um, no, if you got like, a film really... that was that was practical underwater, it would have looked severely underwhelming. Oh yeah, and there's a great bit in the movie. This is not a spoiler where he's talking about how he can see underwater, how his eyes change, and how everything lights up. And they actually do the transition to like realistic looking underwater, and then from his his viewpoint. So we're actually just seeing from. Like an Aquaman vision. Yeah, we're seeing Atlantean in vision. Atlantean vision what it looks like under there. Mm-hmm. And it's gorgeous. Like, the, the fact is, if to some extent we all miss practical effects, but honest to God, after Jurassic Park, it that was the climax to me. Mm-hmm. That, that was like, we've done everything we could possibly do. Computers are going to take over now. I mean, we had Twister around that area. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be CGI. But this looked phenomenal yeah. for CGI. It was yeah, fascinating and gorgeous to watch. Like this crew shouldn't be faulted for anything that happened. That anything I saw today, it looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, if like if there were even there were segments of it where the the CGI people riding on sharks, people riding on the the sea dragons, it actually looked like. Did you ever see uh, the Life Aquatic? Yeah. It kind of reminded me of that because they were doing CGI, but they were obviously very like very. They were doing sort of this like ripple effect that almost looked kind of stop motiony <laughs> because you know obviously they're underwater yeah. and it just reminded me of that a little bit but i thought it was gorgeous i thought it was really cool I, it it did the job of transporting me to another world absolutely and <clears throat> i was invested in that world no i wasn't a, a huge fan of the MacGuffin plot but amber heard jason momoa they killed it yeah their chemistry was really good they'll carry really it through solid. if you if you're not into let's go find a thing i mean that yeah i do i don't know where the no chemistry thing is coming from that's i don't even know what to do with that they, they will carry you through what you're you're going for here i don't either and I, don't, I bring it up because i want to assure people like and look there are those out there who will who will say well you guys liked justice league yes but we also said it had x y and z problems like we pointed out in our review yes these are problems and we had also gone in thinking it was going to be way worse because by that point the handwriting was on the wall like yeah things done got tampered with (laughs) y'all there'd been Um, a lot of (laughs) a lot of hands in the cookie jar yeah and you know sue us we actually wanted to enjoy the movie and we enjoyed what we got even though yes hell we want the snyder cut by the way did you see this where Momoa said that he that someone had outright asked him if he wanted to see the Snyder cut, and he was like, "F yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah." He's animated about um, it. He's uh, well, it's Jason Momoa. He's animated about everything. Yeah, he, of course he wants to see it. And I'm excited. I'll, I'll probably I might even bring this up on the news when we do it next. But uh, whenever that is, and he's not the only one. There's but, um, there's a lot of the cast has expressed the same thing. We're just we're not there. He said. Um, Oh, Momoa, they asked him if they asked him about Cavill again, and he said, Oh, no, I just talked to him last night. He's not giving up Superman. He's still Superman. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cavill, yeah. He, he's going to die on that hill. I really believe that. So, so like, Momoa's just spilling all the tea. Like, <laughs> doesn't. He's care. like, Nah, girl, he's still Superman. Yeah. He's still Superman. I just, I just talked to him last night. Despite I enjoyed the this movie. Definite news from four months ago. But anyway. We'll we'll All do right. with that later. Absolutely, we'll get back into our we hate clickbait yeah. <laughs> rants later. Yeah, I'd... Patrick Wilson, I dig that dude. 
happy to see him here as, as Orm. Thought he did a fantastic job. Yeah. That that guy uh, has done nothing but elevate DC properties in, in the time that he's been in. Mm-hmm. And I would agree with that. Here's yeah. the crazy part. Like, you, you see a character like Night Owl and you think, oh, that, that feels kind of cliche and weird. And then he 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 killed it, man. He, he did a great job in Watchmen. Mm-hmm. And you feel, like, same time, you see a character like Ocean Master and you think, how is someone going to make something like Ocean Master make sense for me? Yeah. And he still You know, I will say, I enjoyed, his, his, I enjoyed his, his take on Ocean Master. Made me care more about that character than I ever have, honestly. Short of Young Justice, um, that that was something, but sure, this was better. Yeah, it was better. I I I, I mean, well, up until this point, the most I've cared about him is in Brave and the Bold when Arthur was reading him. Oh <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Settle in, brother. <laughs> <laughs> there may be a nod to that now. To think about it. Yeah, there might be. See, I'm trying to get through whatever I can without spoiling anything. I might just have to. We might have to get to the spoiler section. I think you. You know, it's not. We we saw the um, the Amazon Prime advance showing. Yeah, guys, you have got to. You've absolutely got to go out and see this thing. Yeah, absolutely, you've got to see this thing when it comes out on Thursday, on the twentieth. Yeah, because Friday night midnight is now Thursday at seven o'clock. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. For you know, for showing just yeah. Do yourselves yeah, like a favor. How Black Friday happens the like two days before Thanksgiving. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I man, I do yourselves I, a I favor. Look to going to see it again. The holidays are going to be stressful. They always are. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Do this for yourself. Go out and watch this movie. Yeah, do it. Take the kids. Take back a couple of those uh, of those stocking stuffers and take them to Aquaman instead. All right. All right. You ready to get into into spoiler territory or? Yeah, knock it out. All right. So. Beware, everyone. There are spoilers, starting now. Spoilers, ho! My one, I think my one big dig is that they, I feel like they didn't get as deep into the the ecological portion that they started hinting at initially, with Orm throwing all of our trash back at us, essentially. Yeah. Um, they did leave it open, though. Hugely. They did leave that open. They did leave that open hugely. Or, they, Orm I literally asks see... him, what's your plan to deal with this? As king. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't remember what he said. What did he say? But uh, I'm paraphrasing, but what's your plan? <laughs> when you're no, king, I mean, what's what your plan? No, what was his answer, though? No, I mean, Arthur doesn't... Uh, it, this is, he doesn't like, an he's in chains, and he's just kind of uh, doing, yeah. you know, badass Arthur. But they do leave it open in the sense that, like, th- this is something that's on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the the people on land have been throwing literal radioactive waste in the in the ocean for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you going to address that, buddy? Yeah. So it's a fair yeah, question. I guess they could really they could really come back with that in a sequel. They could. At, at the very how least, how fun would it be to see Momoa's Aquaman go into like the UN? Oh, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I, and go bigger with it. How much fun would it be to see him address the UN with Wonder Woman? Like two oh. different worlds come to the UN and be like, all right, we got to talk. That'd be phenomenal. And Cavill shows up and decides to go and grab everyone's nuclear weapons and we're back to quest for peace. Damn it. I know. I know. But we could do it better. Stronger. <laughs> yeah, man. I, um, okay. So one of the funny things to me in the movie is like, I thought I had a, a problem mm-hmm. because the de-aging that they used on, on Nicole Kidman and um, I, can't, I can't remember this guy's name for some reason. Uh, the guy that played Thomas Curry, uh, Arthur's father. Daddy Arthur? Sure. 
Daddy Arthur, yeah. I looked at it and I was like, well, it's pretty good. It's pretty damn good. There's a little bit of Uncanny Valley there. But it's among some of the best that I've seen. I thought it looked pretty... But then... Pretty close to flawless. Like... Yeah. But there were just a few bits where I was like, God, that just doesn't... They don't don't look like real people. But then, when they were both older, I felt the same way. (laughs) (laughs) And I went, oh, that wasn't Uncanny Valley. They just... They don't move like people. (laughs) I... Similarly, though, I had a uh, I had a reaction like watching uh, Nicole Kidman as her young self and her older self. Mm-hmm. When it showed her as her older self, I kind of thought, I no, she still just looks like she's twenty three. Okay, she she yeah. just can't age. She's one of those people. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, it's she she does, but like if you go back to Batman Forever and um, oh, I'm sure. And actually, that that was kind of a fun thing, like. My sister-in-law was like, is that Nicole Kidman in a comic book movie? That's crazy. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, you're surprised by that? Let me show you something. Center that clip of of Nicole Kidman meeting Batman in Batman Forever. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Not every doctor makes a superhero's night table. Right. Oh, oh, no, no, what? Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like... I th- I think that probably like she just had a little more baby fat on her. Like you could tell she was like thirty or twenty five back then. She just just a little bit of maybe just a little bit of youth chub. Yeah, that we all have at that age. Like, the fact is, she uh, she's holding together so well. That, like the young version of her and the old version of her look the mm-hmm. damn same. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think so. But then I, re- I still remember her from the '80s, man. I remember from like uh, my life with Michael Keaton when she was like a damn near infant, running around with her curly hair. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> but I'm gonna go with good for you? Question <laughs> mark. I'm not sure it's good or bad for me. I just remember exactly. That. Yeah, that's neither here nor there, man. I don't know why we even talking about that. Overall, I think they did a great job with the de-aging and mm-hmm. on top of that I, th- I thought they did a fantastic job with like how people looked underwater yeah and that was something that was a concern in the first trailer uh-huh i mean i was excited by the first trailer but just looking at it yeah like especially in the moment when like orm takes his helmet off just mm-hmm. looking at patrick wilson underwater yeah it it did look a little unfinished it did and it looked fantastic it in this movie, do you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it, there are spots where it looks a little weird, but I think it's just because it looks a little weird. Like, they have a ripple effect on it because they're underwater. And it should um, look slightly off. I think that's kind of important here. Like, it shouldn't look like a yeah. bunch of normal people underwater. And they made a point in the movie to, like, especially when Mira flexes her powers and creates a little mm-hmm. air pockets of... of you know, our environment, um, mm-hmm. they look like themselves just drenched in water. Like it looks like somebody brought in buckets of water and, you know, threw it on Patrick Wilson when he's inside or Momo when he's inside. But it does look different. And I appreciate that. Yeah, it, it definitely does. Um, I did notice what James one was talking about in interviews though. It does. They, their voices do sound uh, just a little distorted underwater. There's a bit of a, a like reverb. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Lundgren is, is Narius. He did a great job. 
I realize that all of these things are things you, I could have said in the spoiler-free review. Honestly, there aren't all, <laughs> like a, there's not like a whole lot of meat for spoilers. Like we know what this film is. Like he's looking for a MacGuffin. We know he's going to get the MacGuffin. He's supposed to be in the King of Atlantis. He becomes the King of Atlantis. <laughs> there, well, there is actually one big spoiler. Um, we, like we know he's going to be the King of Atlantis, and he's going to get the trident and the costume and everything else. We don't know he's going to get like the pet kraken. Dude, what the hell was that about? I don't know. Like, but <laughs> that was, that damn. was like, I don't know if you heard me. Like, at a certain point in the movie, like, I had to get up and run and go pee. Yeah. I came yeah. back, and, you know, it was mostly during a segment that I'd already seen in the trailer, so whatever. I missed a little bit. Jason filled me in, but I'm sorry. I failed you guys. You had I to had pee to come back. During a two yeah. and a half hour film about water. Shame on yeah, you. Yeah, I know. Bastard me. Right. Um, I come back and I'm just like, you know what? I had to climb over like several people to get out and I'm, I'm just gonna right. sit down here yeah. for the rest of this film. And, um, I'm not sure you could hear me, but when that freaking Kraken comes out of the ocean and I was like, I saw that they had a Kraken Kaiju. <laughs> yeah. There was, there was a boyish, uh, chipper chortle of delight. Mm-hmm. I have a noise I make sometimes that sounds like this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but whatever I did was really loud, and I felt really self-conscious about it after I did it. <laughs> I don't think anyone in that theater actually minded at all. Like, when this film finished, it, when it's literally like Aquaman in his full costume rising above the water and full framing, and they, they do a, a, like a free shot, man, we... <laughs> Everyone in theater clapped. Yeah, we had a good crowd too. Yeah, it was a good crowd. Everyone was laughing at the appropriate times. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a woman next to me who kept laughing at all the inappropriate times. <laughs> Can't account for everything. you know these people who are just like ooh, <laughs> just everything. It's like like he, you know, there was a gun. A person picked up a gun. That's all that happened. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> sometimes, but yeah, it, like we had yeah. we had a good crowd. What were you about to say? It was no, uh, like sometimes you you just don't. You can't always understand what the hell people are thinking when they watch a movie, but this this one made sense. I, like a lot of the people around me were super happy, uh, especially when he when he goes into the trench or they go into the trench. Mm-hmm. I heard somebody next to me. <clears throat> I think at this point you had already kind of separated. Uh, I think you had actually gone to pee. Yeah, I remember the scene of the trench. I was I was down there watching it. But up in my world, someone actually said, "Oh, I know they're about to die, but that's beautiful." <laughs> <laughs> I love that Al- Alabama poetry, y'all. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I I didn't have any big problems, man. I just I just didn't. I no, thought it was, it was fun. fun. It was a lot of fun. Like, uh, with you weren't cheated if you've watched like the long trailers for this film. You've seen that uh, James Wan is apparently a big fan of what will look like a one shot, but you know it's not. But it still feels mm-hmm. like a long action scene. That's a lot of fun mm-hmm. to watch. Yep. Honestly, it's... like the action scene in this movie. Like even in the first, what, four minutes or so when uh, Atlanta defends herself from the mm-hmm. freaking – man. Like from that point on, you're thinking, oh, Lord, mm-hmm. this is this is going to be a fun movie to observe, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. You know at the end where – um. I'm trying to be a little quiet because my wife hasn't seen the movie. She wants to, but mm. uh, 
at the end where he's where we're, we're doing like the, the bookend because the the movie starts off you know with him doing like the, the monologue about how they're yeah his parents yeah, their love should have never been yeah at the bookend at the end when he's talking about uh how their love saved the world and like she shows up like his dad's been walking down this pier every day sunrise to just hoping she comes back to him somehow, even though he believes she's dead. Oh yeah. And she shows up like, dude, I cried. Oh yeah. Like it got me. Yeah. Yeah. It did it a few times. I mean, I do love the tone of this movie where like one of my favorite parts is when he's talking to this sea creature that is, you know, the dominating sea creature that no one's ever been able to defeat. And he Mm -hmm. basically humbles himself and says like, I'm nobody. I'm just here to defend my people. And if that's not enough for you, fuck yourself. Right. Yes. Which I believe that sea creature was voiced by, um, oh gosh, Julie Andrews. Oh, yeah. I like it. The real Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah. I do like it. As the, I think it was Peter Safran said that. Like, who knew that this Christmas we'd have the real, the real Mary Poppins? Yeah. <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> I, I, no real shade. I remember watching no that scene, shade. though. I remember it from an hour ago. Watching that scene and thinking, damn it, man. Like, you, you brought me to a tear, and then you have his character uh, pretty much be a smartass. Mm-hmm. I like that, though. I do. Yeah. Like, he was uh, he was super humble, and then, if you don't like that, fuck yourself, or screw yourself, or whatever he said. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, like... Look, Nicole Kidman made me cry twice in this movie. Naturally. Once once near the beginning, once at the end. She sold the hell out of the, what, what she was doing there. Sure. You know, on the surface, if you really look at it, and you look at her as a serious actress, it's damn silly for her to be in that outfit, standing on a pier, saying those words. <laughs> but she played it to the hilt. She made me believe. You know what I like about that? It would be even more silly to like see her in, an, in that outfit. Exactly that one. Mm-hmm. With like some crab arm on her hand. <laughs> but she just tossed that aside and addressed the camera. Yeah, which is what we what we got. It's like one of those trench claws. Yep. Um weirdly enough, I kinda wanted more of the backstory of the of the um the different kingdoms. I wanted to see how they evolved more. Did feel like they set you up for that. They might have set me up or they might have just glossed over it because they're like, I don't know. Yeah. They might not. <laughs> Who knows? But this was an entertaining ride. I won't say it's like it's not Citizen Kane. It's you know. No, it's it's not going to be pretty good movie. You know, top one hundred cinematic efforts ever. But it's a damn good movie. Well, I just feel like there was a lot to kind of pack in there, or as some might say, a lot to unpack with you know who Arthur is, who Atlanta is, or Atlanta is. You know, Mira. Uh, I can't even remember his name now. I've already Nereus, uh, <laughs> you know, all the the Fisherman King, like all these different people. Just like there was so much there. Yeah, Orm and his issues, and I'll I'll be damned, dude. I kind of teared up with Orm and and and, and Arthur when they're about to oh, yeah. face off. And yeah, yeah, like his version like of Arthur's, like let me know when uh, you want to talk was uh, profound for me. Oh yeah, the end. Like, when, but, we're, but right before they fight that first time, and Arthur was like, "I always wanted to, you know, watch out for my little brother, et cetera, et cetera." You know, yeah. 
and then to have Orm come back and be like, "You were the reason my mother died." I've always, I've always hated you for that. Yep. Like, oh my god, oh, it's heart wrenching. Yeah. They did a good job. I'm sorry. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Sorry, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> we'll have to deal with the fact that we liked it. You'll be okay. <laughs> We've walked down this path before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you do you have anything else, man? I'm not sure I have much more. Like I, I thought everything was great. Like even even above the fact that, you know, I I the MacGuffin thing is not my deal. You know, everyone said this was like Star Wars under the ocean, but like to me, when they're like going through and like you're seeing Atlantis and stuff, it looked it reminded me more of Blade Runner. I have seen some comp uh, like comparisons to Blade Runner. I I really? don't get it. <laughs> Because I don't know that property well enough. But I have seen uh, that gotcha. around. Gotcha. Uh, I will well, say I, I had know, like not... one problem within the first 30 seconds of the movie. What's that? Like, Thomas was was battening the shutters open. Uh-huh. I feel like that's not... Mm-hmm. Like, the, the shutters, are, they're literally supposed to be there to protect the windows. Mm. You tie them together. That's fair. I didn't even notice. That's all I've got. Other than that, I enjoyed that a lot of it. Yep, I, that's that's it. That's all I got. It's a relatively short review, but you know, like I said, not a lot to unpack on this movie. Yeah, it's just damn good. I like guess solid. It's a fun romp. Pretty straightforward. I but don't. It does a great job. It is. I don't get the feeling that it was tampered with. Even that's if it the was, big thing. I wouldn't know. I don't. I don't feel like the like WB machine reached its hands in and said, "Do it this way." Like. I feel like James Wan made the movie he wanted to make, and we watched it. That's huge. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's probably the case. And you know, I, I, if we, if it comes out that, uh, if it comes out that we're wrong somehow, and all this stuff, well, it wouldn't be the first time. No, you know, like they kept it under wraps if it happened here. Like aside from like the logo going from dark to light, and people being like, "What does this mean?" Um, I don't know. I don't know. A brighter. Brighter movie? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what James Wan was planning. I mean, what I'm imagining happened with that is they came, they had a, they had a logo. They said, okay, this is this looks like you know the previous few movies. They get into production, they're like, oh, it's not gonna look like that at all. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we should change the way this the this is looking to change the narrative now. Get out ahead of this thing. It's a good theory. I would love for you guys to to leave us comments. Let us know what you thought about it. Uh, what you thought about our thoughts about it and when Aquaman the director's cut comes out we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll review that too <laughs> I'm just kidding guys but yeah this thing hasn't even been uh, formally released yet uh, in the states which is where we are mm-hmm. it's, it's already done like 200 worldwide though yeah that's doing fine 200 million so <sighs> again sorry Rotten Tomatoes I don't know what to tell you yeah, it it's doing fine. It's making its money. It's kind of killing it. Mm-hmm. Don't know what to say about the reviews. Like it's it's <sighs> kind of sad in certain ways. The movie though, I'll tell you this, it'll be alright. Yeah, everyone, uh, everyone we saw in the theater seemed to enjoy it really quite a bit. Like I said, clapping. Yeah, everyone clapped. The entire theater clapped when it was open. Yeah. They clapped when he walked out of the waterfall as Aquaman <laughs> yeah. proper. You know how many times something happened? Someone like something happened on screen, and I heard some people, the whole theater, go, "Oh shit!" 
Like, seemed like quite a bit of oh shits. Literally, <laughs> Dark Knight is the last time I was in that theater and saw that. Anyway, we are DC on screen. You can find every episode of DCOnScreen.com. Am I, I'm not cutting you off, am I, man? No. You got, no, you got everything? Good. I'm out. Yeah. You said everything? Cool. Sorry it wasn't a very long review again. You know, it wasn't a whole lot to unpack. Maybe upon subsequent viewings, there'll be more to talk about. And I'm sure as I, you know, sour on the movie as I am wont to do, I will have more things to say about <laughs> it later in future episodes. <laughs> Uh, but you're, if you subscribe to us, you're going to be getting more stuff. We're going to be talking about the Elseworlds crossover tomorrow. We're talking about that. Right. And um, good Lord. I mean, like next week we've got the Titans finale. Yeah, it's so good. We'll get to talk about, we'll get to talk about all the Titans, which is the best DC show that's ever been live action DC show that's ever been on the air. It just is. I'll stand by that. Yeah. It just is. <laughs> anyway y'all keep safe and beware of giant waves of trash and go see Aquaman and keep some DC on your screen I love you love us back we need it I'm gonna stop the recording now this is uh, this is awkward you get it? yep 4 and 2 got it okay well that's nice mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, it's like Star Trek the even ones were the good ones what's <laughs> I hold that that is not necessarily true. <laughs> I don't know. Never seen them all. But that that's what I hear. That's why I'm not doing the Star Trek show with you. Fair point. <laughs> Touche. Right. I believe it's pronounced touchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why I like talking to you. You knew that's where I was going with it. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time, TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, an improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more.